Section 5b of Bible Defense of Slavery by Josiah Priest. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Fifteen cubits and upwards did the waters of that deluge rise, even above the extreme points of the fingers of this mountain. See Genesis chapter 7, verses 19 and 20. How dreadful was this! What a horrible abyss! Where the winds and the lightning and thunder went down in the deep, where ocean waves sleep and rent the vast deluge asunder. Here rested alone old Neptune's salt throne on the face of the watery star, around which in glee the fish of the sea played joyous in circles afar. His horses stood near in their pride without fear, or the deluge's wide waters to roam, where at his nod they went forth with the god, and pawed with their feet the white foam. For a particular description of Mount Ararat and the vast plains which lie at its base in a semicircular form, extending as far as the eye can reach, as well as an account of the tradition of the natives, who are Mahometans, respecting the great ship of the mountain, see Sir Robert Kerr Porter's Travels in that country, ancient Tartary, Persia, and Chaldea. This vessel, the great ship of the mountain, or the Ark of Noah, according to Dr. Arbutnot's computation, was equal in its tonnage to a fleet of eighty-one ships of a thousand tons each, and sixty-two tons over, which was sufficient to carry all the scriptures state it did, and considerable to spare. From this lofty mountain range Noah descended with his family, which, besides himself, consisted of only seven persons, who, as soon as he had found a place that suited him, settled there, and in a short time became a husbandman, or, in other words, a farmer. The place he selected was, doubtless, in the great vale which stretches out southeasterly from the foot of the mountain, where the ark grounded, some twenty miles, presenting to the eye an ocean of green foliage, which had but newly grown, after the receding of the waters, and presented to the voyagers a rapturous sight, who, for a year, had been shut up in the ark from the light of the sun, and for another year, no doubt, or even more, had remained on the mountain for the earth to dry. Their descent, therefore, down to the green earth, was a joyous journey of some eight or ten miles only. It was from some cleft of this mountain, which was in latitude thirty-five degrees north, that the dove found the green olive leaf. She plucked and brought to a window of the ark, when she had been sent out the second time. It was on that mountain where all the animals, saved in the ark, were let loose, to roam in the forests, except such as were domesticated. There was heard the loud roaring of the lion reverberating among the ledges of Mount Ararat, the bleat of the timid deer, the goat, and the sheep. From this place, Behemoth, the unicorn, or rhinoceros, the elephant, the camel, the giraffe, 
the wild ass the fleet and beautiful horse were turned loose with all the hosts of the ark each rejoicing according to their natures in their recovered liberties it was from this range of mountain grandeur that the shrill scream of the great eagle of the antediluvian world was heard as he with his mate circled the dizzy heights of the tallest of the armenian hills here were the notes of the first birds after the flood caroled forth who were the parents of all the feathered race of the globe except the fowls of the waters but lest we digress too far in our imaginings we will return again to noah and his family who had become agriculturalists as we have before said among other pursuits of husbandry noah planted on his land a vineyard the seeds of which he brought no doubt together with all other seeds of use to man from beyond the flood it is very probable that this first settlement of the patriarch was made near the headwaters of the euphrates as that river has its origin in the ararat range of mountains and runs in a southeasterly direction emptying into the persian gulf by several mouths which gulf is but a bay of the eastern or indian ocean there at the headwaters of that river in a warm and genial clime which compares with about the middle of north carolina surrounded by the beautiful scenery of the country having the awful heights of ararat in full view the home of the ark the last relic of the maritime architecture of the first ages of the earth at rest in its glory it was here that noah set up his tents and began his labors assisted by his sons and their wives at this place from necessity the sons must have remained at least fifty years till the children born in the respective families were grown up and others born of these and grown also marrying with their own respective families as did the children of adam at the beginning it cannot be supposed for a moment that noah would allow the three distinct complexions or races of his family to mingle or amalgamate for he knew it was god who had produced for a wise purpose these very characters amalgamation therefore would certainly have destroyed what god so evidently had ordained and caused to exist the amazing fact of the existence of the three complexions of his own sons by the same mother was to noah a sufficient reason even without a divine revelation on the subject that these were to be kept sacredly asunder and pure from each other's blood for ever that this view was the subject was held as binding upon these families for many ages we have no doubts each dreading to break over a barrier which the creator had evidently placed between them amalgamation therefore during the three hundred fifty years of noah's life after the flood it is not likely often happened among them but from the extreme fruitfulness of these families 
there were produced by the time fifty years had gone by great multitudes of men women and children spreading out in all directions around the patriarch noah their common father who in cultivating the ground and fighting the wild beasts which by this time had filled the wilderness presented a great company of gigantic forest adventurers these adventurers in pursuing the game of the wilds in all directions for the sake of their flesh for food and their skins for clothing would naturally fall in with other tracts of arable lands streams lakes brooks and rivers along the banks of which wonderful discoveries of flowery vales and mountains would be made broad savannas abounding with all kinds of beasts and fowls the waters with fishes and the wilderness with berries fruits roots and esculent herbs nuts of all trees spices gums aromatics and balms frankincense myrrh cinnamon and odors wild honey grapes and flowery regions with perpetual verdure could but captivate the hearts of these pioneers of the wilds of the euphrates and tigris the news of such discoveries being continually reported through the settlements excited the formation of new companies who planting other neighborhoods in all directions soon to the delighted eyes of noah and his sons occupied a large district with multitudes of white red and black inhabitants who were pushing forward the respective interests of their clans or families with all the zeal of a mighty host of new country adventurers dressed both men and women as well as children in the shaggy skins of such animals as they could overcome and destroy but lest we should wander too far on account of the exuberance of the subject we will return to the chief matter in hand and this is the case of ham and his people in order to do this we shall find it necessary to return again to the dwelling of noah and his plantation at the time when as yet his sons and their families had not gone from thence in quest of new places of settlement in doing this we will not forget the vineyard which noah planted first of all after the resting of the ark and his removal out of it down the mountain of ararat from which in its season he gathered the grapes and pressing out the juice of the same drank and became inebriated or inclined to sleep as we disallow of his being wickedly drunk at all that he was thus affected is not much to be wondered at as noah was at the time of this occurrence more than six hundred years old when the weakness of old age must have began to unstring the iron nerves of antediluvian origin such as characterized all the people before the flood now during the effect of the wine which doubtless was in its unfermented condition like the new juice of apples noah fell asleep as any old man would have done after drinking so invigorating a draught 
this took place in his tent when during the sleep from some involuntary motion of his limbs his robe mantle or garment which it appears was but loosely cast about him became deranged and fell from his person while in a recumbent and unconscious condition there alone in his repose why or on what account ham came to intrude on the sacredness of his father's rest is not known but so it was at this juncture the two other sons of noah japheth and shem were not far off for when ham had been within the tent and had seen the condition of his father he was noticed by them to rush out in a state of very great excitement yelling and exploding with laughter but as soon as the fit had somewhat abated shem and japheth made inquiry respecting the cause of so much mirth and uproar when they were seized with a fearful consternation of mind and finding a garment of sufficient size they extended it between their persons and went backward into the tent when they spread it over their father and retired in silence see genesis chapter nine verse twenty three the delicate and thoughtful manner in which the two brothers treated their father on this distressing occasion is sufficient evidence of their views of the awful conduct of ham showing that they considered what he had done was a crime of the deepest dye a transaction if perpetrated at the present time would mark the actor as a character of the basest and lowest kind but if the two brothers shem and japheth were shocked at the behavior of ham what were the feelings of his father when he came to know the fact from what followed we learn that the patriarch was deeply grieved on account of the reckless impiety of ham as well as offended on his own personal behalf for on calling this son before him noah said by the spirit of prophecy words too terrible to fall from a parent's lips without a reason entirely resistless the words which he pronounced and was moved thereto by the third person of the trinity the holy ghost contained in them a curse a dreadful curse which not only covered the person and fortunes of ham but that of his whole posterity also to the very end of time for aught that appears to the contrary for an account of this appalling anathema see genesis chapter nine verses twenty four through twenty seven as follows and noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him and he said cursed be canaan or ham a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren and he said blessed be the lord god of shem and canaan or ham shall be his servant god shall enlarge japheth and he shall dwell in the tents of shem and canaan or ham shall be his servant 
but lest the reader should become perplexed respecting the application of this anathema on account of the text above referred to being in the english cursed canaan instead of cursed ham as it should have been translated we state that the arabic copy of the book of genesis which is a language of equal authority with the hebrew and originally the very same reads cursed ham the father of canaan a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren in this sense it has ever been understood by all commentators in every age on the sacred writings bishop newton thus understood the passage who also refers the reader to the arabic bible for the true reading as does adam clark newton maintains page nineteen at considerable length that the curse of noah upon ham had a general and an interminable application to the whole hamite race in placing them under a peculiar liability of being enslaved by the races of the two other brothers were not the above opinion the truth on that point it would be a difficult matter to view the divine procedure in that case otherwise than unjust for why should canaan who was the youngest son of ham be selected from among the four to be cursed and laid under a peculiar liability to be enslaved in his posterity more than the other three brothers for the act of their father but when that scripture is read and understood as the arabic records and understands it the subject becomes plain simple and straight before us ham is the man who is denounced with his posterity who were to become the slaves of the posterities of the two other races and among themselves for the text says they should be the servants of servants as well as the servants of the hired servants of the other races as is the fact in all countries and has ever been thus it is not our opinion that for this one act of ham that dreadful curse fell upon him and his race it was not for that one act alone but on account of his whole character and nature which one act was however in awful keeping with his previous life that the curse of slavery was entailed on his race that the character of ham's life up to the time when he committed that unchaste unfilial and unholy deed had been but a continued scene of sin and outrage is strongly intimated in the words made use of by noah when he denounced him and said cursed ham not cursed be ham as the english translators have rendered it supplying the word be as if he had not been thus prior to that time the word be is not in the original nor is it needed in the english translation the words cursed ham therefore signify in the hebrew that he had always been a bad person even from childhood 
for let it not be forgotten that ham at the very time he did that act was more than a hundred years old all the powers of his mind were as matured then as they ever could be the deed therefore was but a trait of the gigantic negro's general life and character had ham on discovering the condition of his patriarchal father in his sleep retired abashed and sorrowful and had kept the thing to himself or had related what had taken place with downcast eyes and real mortification it would have been the evidence of the good intentions and pious state of his heart and temperament of mind as well as in a degree would have argued well in relation to his former character the curse therefore against ham and his race was not sent out on the account of that one sin only but as the deed was heinous and withal was in unison with his whole life character and constitutional make prior to that deed the curse which had slumbered long was let loose upon him and his posterity as a general thing placing them under the ban of slavery on account of his and their foreseen characters noah did not and could not as a holy and good man have pronounced that curse in a vindictive and furious manner upon ham no this he did not do it was very far from being thus when the great patriarch was moved upon by the holy ghost to speak as he did on that occasion we have no doubt but he did it with real pain and sorrow of heart and yet it must be done as it was dictated by the influence of the eternal's mandate might we be allowed to imagine the state of noah's feelings on that occasion and also to give words to those feelings they would be as follows o ham my son it is not for this one deed alone which you have just committed that i have by god's command thus condemned you and your race but the lord has shown me that all your descendants will more or less be like you their father on which account it is determined by the creator that you and your people are to occupy the lowest condition of all the families among mankind and even be enslaved as brute beasts going down in the scale of human society beyond and below the ordinary exigencies of mortal existence arising out of war revolutions and conflicts for you will and must be both in times of peace and war a despised a degraded and an oppressed race god therefore foreseeing the end from the beginning saw good to direct the mind of noah who was a prophet to declare to the world what should come to pass concerning all his sons as well as ham in the most specific and particular manner by this procedure god has set up as it were waymarks and data 
by which in after ages men should come to see know and believe in the veracity of his word as spoken by his prophets on account of the fulfillment of the same in every iota thereof not only in relation to the destinies of noah's three sons but in all things else end of section 5b